Hello. Welcome back to Powerful Nonsense. I say back. I always say welcome back. I don't know why I say welcome back. We are back. Yeah, I know, but it's kind of almost like it's live. I mean, it is live for us, but not live for them. True. I'm talking nonsense. Powerful nonsense. Powerful nonsense. I like what you did there. Uh, yes, welcome back to Powerful Nonsense, episode 18, Life by Default, Embracing Change in the Digital Economy. God, these <laughs> titles are good. I know. Who comes up with these? <laughs> It'll be me. Uh, the yeah. genius. I mean, collaboratively, obviously. Obviously. But it's obviously, Jim. We are in a new studio today, temporary studio, because <laughs> I was essentially locked in my flat today and couldn't leave. Poor so, Wayne, I had to walk an hour and a half to get here because of a fire. Not a not fire you. near me, but... <laughs> I've been just thinking you're homeless now. No. <laughs> Fire's just erupted in your I'm house. safe, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it is greatly appreciated, Jim. Greatly appreciated. Because it would have been me otherwise, coming to you. I game. definitely would have rather it to be you. <laughs> <laughs> you got rained on as well. It rained. would have put the fire out at least. Probably, yeah. Probably True. not. Anyway, anyway, where are we going? <laughs> um, so, uh, today we are talking about um, change um, in life and uh, being adverse to change or embracing change, more embracing change more than anything else, um, and kind of how that affects things. This was a, something that kind of came from me because I was having a little bit of a... <laughs> a yeah, I said, I said Wayne a text asking him, like, well, have we got ideas for the episode? And then he's like, oh, I'll think about it. And then out of nowhere, I just got this text and it was quite blunt. This is the, this is the topic! <laughs> because I was encountering a lot of people <laughs> that seemed to be really adverse to change. Um, so I, <laughs> I kind of had enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, that's it. Let's talk about that. Cause it's getting on my tits. <laughs> so... Here we are. Here we are, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll start, as always. Oh, we haven't done introductions. Hello, Wayne. Hi. Hi, Jem. There we go. That'll that's, do. That's it. <laughs> uh, so, Jem, let's go in with a quote. So the beginning quote today is by Karen Kayser-Clark. And Karen says, life is change. Growth is optional. Choose wisely. I really, really like that quote. Me too. I think it's it's so easy. And I think this is where... Part, part of the problem stems from it's so easy just to kind of coast along and just be like yeah 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 everything's fine everything's fine everything's fine and then um you get to five years later and you go actually my life's kind of exactly the same as it was five years ago and then you get depressed because you're like i've not done anything with my life and that's five years of my life wasted and and kind of all and then they go straight back into another five years of it exactly the same thing exactly <laughs> Um, so I think it's it's really quite a, a nice motivational little quote um, there. Um, with regard to change, um, obviously we're talking about embracing change and ad- being adverse to change. Uh, what do you think is kind of... Why do you think people are so against change sometimes? The thing is I find hard to believe is that obviously change is really natural. Like human beings are meant to change. We are changing, but I think people see like time changes but that doesn't mean you change as a person so you're constantly going through life doing things but most of the time those things are usually kind of patterns of what you've been doing for ages but and you feel oh because you're 10 years old you feel like oh well i have changed a bit like i'm, I'm 10 years older i'm mm-hmm. getting the gray hairs and stuff but i think <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> but i think one of the, the main things is just 
again another problem is we naturally like change but then we're also adverse against it and mm-hmm. so we we also like having patterns in our lives so mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's a constant fight against ourselves like they say we go back to our sort of um the lizard brain they call it and that lizard brain is there to do two things first to kind of keep you safe um actually probably a few more things Just keep you safe <laughs> <laughs> keep you safe find your food and get you some sex how's that going Wayne? <laughs> well, I'm safe. <laughs> He's got a roof over his head. <laughs> but like I say, so the, the mammalian brain is there to keep you safe. So it, it, it wants you to have these secure patterns. It wants you to have things that are consistent. Mm-hmm. And so, like you say, you've got that house, you've got money coming in, you're getting food in your belly, and it wants you to stay like that. But then the other part of your brain, which is kind of the one that makes you want to feel sort of fulfilled and feel like you're sort of self-actualizing, actually wants change. And so it's a constant battle between two natural responses in your in your brain really yeah and um i i i'm kind of i find it interesting that um like the fact that when change comes about people are really really uncomfortable with it unless they can see the benefits um, like the thing that's kind of started started off my mini rant was a change in the way things are, are happening at work and mm-hmm. the way we're doing things, which is going to improve things for everyone, really, as far as I I can see. And it's a technological change that's been brought in, and uh, there are certain people that are just stuck in their ways and they don't want to do things differently. Um, and as far as I can see, they're just looking at it in the way of, well, it's more work for me. Or for even some people, they feel like they're in control less. Mm-hmm. Like there's a particular individual that comes to mind that is kicking up a stink because they don't know as much mm-hmm. as they used to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's causing a problem because they feel less in control and less... Maybe it's the lizard brain kicking in and kind of going, well, I don't feel as safe now because yeah. I don't know what's going on every day. Exactly. Um even though they don't need to know what's going on every day and it's not their responsibility to know know that. It's just they like to know that level of detail and it's caused, making them feel uncomfortable because they're like, well, now I'm less important, mm-hmm. um, which I think is, is an interesting reaction. It's, it's, a, it's a feeling of less importance for some people and just a feeling of, well, I've never experienced it before, so... I don't want to experience it. Whereas for people like me where I'm saying, well, yeah, but it's going to get us more business. It's going to make business more efficient. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. It's going to put all the information we need in one place and all that sort of stuff and probably provide more work for people. Uh, I I only see it as a positive. Um, But I mean, it's it's common knowledge that for me, I embrace all technology (laughs) in a loving kind of... You're the old early adopter. Yeah, I am completely early adopter. But, but they say with like you know with people who kind of um, lose their jobs. So I mean, some people. In that case, that's just new technology. You're in the company. You kind of need to adopt it. Eventually, you're going to have to come round, or it's just like, well, get out of the building then. But you you always get these people who end up like, I mean, they might get fired. I mean, they've been at their job, they didn't like it, mm-hmm. and then they get fired, and then they come back and say, oh, it was the best thing that ever happened. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like people hate that change so much when it's happening and as soon as that change happens they'll be like oh, they, they're like oh yeah no it was just a natural change like it's so it's the best yeah. thing that ever happened to me it's so great it sent me on this whole new path fresh new start fresh new start and it's like why do people kind of why does that whole why does that even happen <laughs> yeah i i i don't know it's a simple <laughs> answer it is a very bizarre reaction um that when when people but I, 
you know, I think people are adverse to change sometimes just for the sake of being adverse to change, it feels. Mm-hmm. Like, just to kind of go, well, no, I don't like it, so therefore I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick holes in every single problem that, that can happen. It's like uh, with this new uh, technology that came into work. What if the system goes down? What if, we have, what if we have a power cut, was what someone said. I said, well, that's fine, because <laughs> I can access that same program on my iPad, on my phone. Mm-hmm. So it's not a problem, because they run off batteries, so... We're okay. Yeah, well, I don't have one of those phones. I don't have an iPad. Yeah, well, it's not your problem. <laughs> I think it's as well people get into... And also, of- the odds of the power cut happening <laughs> whilst only you are there, and then you not being able to phone someone off of your phone to go, can you just access this system because yeah. it's gone down from your phone or from your computer at home? Like The odds of not being able to do any of that is very, 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 very slim. So it's it's a, a it's a non problem. Well, it's definitely the lizard brain screaming out like, "Please, no change!" <laughs> yeah. But um, I was going to say, like, do you? It, obviously, a lot of the time, what happens is though, like, you see people who are like literally running on autopilot. It's like everything is done in the same sequence, mm-hmm. and then I think that's comfortable when you know. Okay, I wake up this time, I go to work, get on the get. People get the exact train, they stand at the exact point of the platform which they get on, they get off, they walk the same way to work, they do their office day and then they do the same backwards and it's kind of like that becomes so ingrained as a pattern of automation and that is comfortable like the lizard brain will he's sitting back relaxing he's like i know i can predict everything that's coming yeah and it's like it's funny like i said i walked here today and obviously there was this fire that broke out above this restaurant and suddenly literally there's crowds hundreds of people out there on their mobile phones literally just recording this fire happening and as i walked past i was thinking like this is what happens, really. People are so used to patterns of the bus should go this this way. This should happen this way. People should be able to walk that way. That we're actually, it's like, we don't want to change, but we're also fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's not in normal life. That's something you don't see every day. And yet all these people are taking time out of their days to kind of record it and look at it. Like, wow, this is something different. Mm-hmm. It's they're interesting. It's curiosity. But then they'll, then they'll walk away and go back into their normal patterns. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't get sometimes why people don't like... Like people need to kind of fall out of that automation and kind of see the the good sides of those sort of. Do you patterns. think? And this is just a thought that's literally mm. just sprung to mind. Yeah. And there could be absolutely no evidence to suggest that this is true. But do you think that actually, it's the minor changes that we dislike? It's like the really small things. Like uh, you're not allowed to have. Uh, glucose in your diet because you're glucose intolerant, mm-hmm. or that we so we don't like those changes, and then the massive changes, the huge, <laughs> like world-changing yeah. changes, yeah, like a fire that's happened next door to your house, yeah. Although I mean, obviously not next door to your house, yeah. <laughs> that would be tragic. But like uh, the massive, massive changes that actually we embrace a little bit more. Do you know other thing? I think again, it goes that lizard brain goes on high alert when when there's a change that's huge, like you have to change. There's no question about it. If, if you lose a leg, there's no matter about it. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to hop to the next place you're going. Like you're gonna, that's what I'm saying. You're gonna have to. I, should, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, hope, I shouldn't laugh, but the mental image you just put in my head. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like that is an immediate change that has to happen. It's like when people get fired, the next thought they think is, I have to get a new job. Whereas mm-hmm. that person who's in the job who hates it 
it's not a, it's not a big enough issue. Like I've got a job at least, but if you get fired, suddenly you have to get a job. And I think that's the difference. The big change is there's no, the lizard brain hasn't got time to question. Oh, that's effort. I've got to do this. It's like you have to do this, or your survival, your food, your shelter. This is all on the line. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so important that people kind of have to be mindful to make like these little changes you need to make them into they've got to be really important to you mm-hmm. and you can only see them as important if you're able to have that vision to see the bigger picture at the end of it so you yeah. have to you have to know like the reward of the bigger goal like what's mm-hmm. going to come out of that that has to be quite in your forefront that's why like all these um great sort of businessmen and stuff they visualize massively they can really see the future and to them they bring it really close because that's where they're heading and for yeah. them these little changes they're making on a daily basis are as, Lead are, to that. are as powerful as that big thing because they're just seeing that's another step towards it whereas for you to say okay stop eating bread and stuff like that you don't see if someone said to you if you don't stop eating bread today you're 100% gonna have alzheimer's when you're like 80 the study saying that now grain and gluten and stuff affects um dementia you're likely to get dementia but me to say that to you now is just so out of your world but if you if like if you brought that closer that's how i see it now i'm like well i'd, I'd rather um, lessen my likelihood of getting dementia let me cut down the breads and the grains but people kind of need to be able to do that themselves to pull the bigger picture and break it down into those small little yeah so it's so ultimately the the issue is um short term versus long term definitely um so i guess when you start breaking it down to short term you're you're ultimately dealing with complacency and status quo and the fact that people are happy to coast along because it's a path of least resistance definitely um Whereas if you have a long-term vision and you go, that's where I want to get to or that's what I want to achieve, suddenly you, you're adding pressure and stress and um, workload and all of that sort of stuff and ambition. And, and uh, you know, particularly if you've bought, let other people buy into what your vision is, mm-hmm. you then got outside pressures, you've got a reputation to uphold and all of that sort of stuff, which then I suppose your brain probably goes, well, is... The, in the short term is I'm going to have all of these problems which mm-hmm. I don't really want to deal with mm-hmm. so let's forget about the long term and mm-hmm. focus on the short term exactly well, like, well it just came to my head and it just popped right in there it's like change doesn't come with guarantees whereas the now does uh-huh. so like you know that by doing going to work you're going to get your pay but you do not know that by reading a book about acting is going to get you mm-hmm. you cannot guarantee that's going to get, end up coming back to you and get you a, a, a job or an yeah. acting role yeah. and that's the difference like the lizard brain doesn't want to do that like there's no definite like the lizard brain knows that if you touch a flame it's going to burn it knows mm-hmm. that for sure but it doesn't know those things that are a bit more out yeah. there but that's the difference between the person who does something that's totally outlandish and actually mm-hmm. eventually gets there like as we said last week about the um, the artist, like the artist doesn't know he's gonna his work's gonna be sold and he's gonna live that career. It's just he does that, yeah, because in his head he believes that's what he is and that's yeah. what will eventually come. Like he's so solid on it. Otherwise, I mean, he does it for the fun of it as well. It's just what you do, and so yeah, I think that's something. Yeah, I mean that's a. Uh, this it's actually you've just reminded me of a uh a podcast that I was listening to the other day which is kind of touched on this is slightly slightly off topic but mm-hmm. kind of relevant at the same time and it's about behavioral change and um the fact that if you focus rather than on the long term and on the result and start focusing on the short term it makes things easier 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably to do with the, the lizard brain of just focusing on the now mm-hmm. um, and how comfortable or uncomfortable it makes you. So the example that this guy gave, um, I listened to, it's so hard to reference these podcasts. I know. We have. So I listened to so many, <laughs> I forget the names of who they are, which podcast it was. Like, So I do apologize for not ever. <laughs> I always go, I can't remember who it was. But, um, but anyway, so the example he gave was rather than uh, saying, you know, I want to lose 24 pounds in uh, two months or whatever um, you instead focus on <clears throat> who's the sort of person that would be able to lose 24 pounds in two months mm-hmm. um, and that sort of person would probably be someone that would go to the gym every day and never miss a workout so then I need to change my focus mm-hmm. on rather than losing the 24 pounds just being the sort of person that never misses a workout mm-hmm. and so all I have to do is just make sure I go to the the gym for half an hour every day or do a workout for half an hour every day so then the i suppose the lizard brain then goes it's time for my workout 30 minutes a day and then before long that will become a pattern and that will become part of the complacency is just doing that and then you'll probably find that in a month you've lost your 24 pounds if not more because you've rather than focusing on the long-term thing that makes you the big vision that makes you feel very very uncomfortable because it's so out there and so there's so much pressure that's going to be put on to, on you to achieve that you're then immediately focusing on the here and now and just going right what do I have to do today mm-hmm. and that's it and so your lizard brain I guess kicks in and kind of goes right well that's that's important let's do it but the, you're not worried about all of the extra stuff that's going to come with it. I think you definitely have sense? to. I still think you, that person who needs to go and to lose the weight needs to kind of always be tied to that vision. I believe anyway that that person still needs to be tied to that vision, but they need to get the, like you say, the rewards from the smaller steps. Because, yeah, kind because of. Because I think without knowing where you're going, without having that locking down onto a lot, or telling yourself, like, how great am I going to feel when I lose that weight? Or mm-hmm. how, how are people going to perceive me? How am I going to feel about myself? Yeah. By having that feeling and embedding that feeling in yourself, by saying to yourself, I am somebody who's healthy, I'm somebody who does, that's it, you're building your character. And I think what will happen then, don't know, again, we're no scientists, but I reckon the lizard brain for them would say, health is safety health is good Mm. for you if you can run for the bus and feel good like that's a good thing and it will want you and again then the reward system comes in and you start doing things that are rewarding that make you feel good yeah again so you're going to process it that way also i kind of agree but (laughs) i also disagree based off my own experience Mm -hmm. recently as you know i did the insanity program yeah which i will not go into because i'm not a big fan but well regardless (laughs) i did it (laughs) and my only intention going in was not I want to hit this weight or I want to look this good or anything like that. All I did was I know that the insanity program is going to make me better in some way. Mm -hmm. Even if it is losing weight, but I don't care how much weight I lose. I just want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. The insanity program is going to help me do that. In order to achieve that, all I have to do is do the insanity program every day. Mm-hmm. so my focus wasn't on losing weight my focus wasn't on getting fitter my focus was on doing the insanity program every day mm-hmm. I could have probably made it even better by actually changing the way I ate mm-hmm. but I didn't need to because my goal was let's just do the insanity program every mm-hmm. day and I lost so much weight so much weight and I wasn't focused on that I just wanted to do the insanity program every day so mm-hmm. I could go through it because I knew that in some way things were going to have improved because mm-hmm. I'm doing it. So it was it was that and it was that idea of not dropping the ball 
that that actually made me achieve it. And I don't think I would have done if I had focused on, well, I want to look this good or I want to lose this much weight. It was just it was just the action of doing it itself which made it doable and made it achievable. It was, let's just put 45 minutes aside a day to make sure that I do my workout. Yeah, but for me, my I, I'm not a big fan of these kind of 30-day, 21-day because I think, like, I could ask you now, so how much of that do you still do? How much exercise are you doing every day? Has it become a lifestyle? Or was it just a 30-day? And I think a lot of people kind of get stuck in that short term where they do the short thing, but it has to become, like, more of a habit. Yeah, and I... It's interesting, actually, that you bring that up because we finished the Insanity program just before we moved out, and I'm currently in this flat now, uh, living between houses mm-hmm. and I am actually so excited to move into my own place uh, where I can, uh, where I'll have the room to do the mm-hmm. insanity program again because once I finished it I kind of went right I can take like a month off and then we're going to go straight back in again um, so for me it's actually become part of my lifestyle because it's become a habit and actually the fact that I'm not doing it I've, I have become conscious of the fact of okay I'm putting a little bit more mm-hmm. weight on again because mm-hmm. I obviously haven't changed my diet so um, and because I'm not doing the insanity program the weight's going back on whereas before I was burning it off mm-hmm. so I'm putting weight back on so I want to go back onto the insanity mm-hmm. program and this time maybe change my diet as well so it becomes even better and I've, so it's all brought it to your awareness at least yeah and, and now it's become a thing that I'm kind of craving doing because I know that it gets results. Again, I don't care about the quantity of the results. I don't care about the quantity of, of weight that I lose or, or you know, the degree to which I look better because I know that if I do that program every single day, I don't need to worry about how much weight I've lost or how much better I look because the truth is by just by doing it, I'm losing weight and I'm looking better. So what are sort of parts of that do you think of, because obviously you weren't exercising before, <laughs> What parts of that program do you think could apply to say somebody who's maybe starting a business? What are the bit? What are the parts of that that you say that system works for somebody else? Well, I mean, part of part of the reason that I think it actually worked for me was the fact that I didn't have to go outside <laughs> in the cold or in the rain. It's because I mean, it was it's so easy to get up and go. Oh, it's miserable outside. I'm not going for a jog today so easy but if you could try like tie that into like something because obviously this is about fitness or we don't want to promote the program but it's sort of how that could tie into say the sort of habit yeah but what what i was going to say was and also the i could do it if i really wanted to if i was feeling that lazy i could do it in my pajamas Mm -hmm. after rolling out of bed and also i can do it at any time that i want really um, so it was, it was seriously like very low friction on your current exactly patterns. exactly it was so easy for me to do the o- the only difficulty yeah. with it was the fact that it was most days 45 minutes long so mm-hmm. i had to have 45 minutes spare mm-hmm. um but what i do is because uh, another thing as well was originally i'd get up in the morning and think right let's go for a workout and i just i would i'm not a morning person so it would it wouldn't it wouldn't happen whereas i'd go right 11 o'clock do do my insanity then have my shower then have my lunch and that Mm -hmm. became part of my routine and as you say it's it's it was so frictionless and so easy to do that actually it wasn't such a big change Mm -hmm. um and so i wasn't adverse to it in that respect and i think that's what made it made it so easy so i think if if you're going to apply it apply that sort of mentality to any sort of change in your career in your lifestyle or anything it is just to try and make it as simple as possible. If you do want to go for a run, for example, um, one thing that everybody always says is 
put your put your running clothes out in the morning so they're there you don't have to get them out the cupboard or anything another thing which somebody taught me is like getting out of bed in the morning in the winter when it's really cold and you stick your leg out of your bed and you're like fuck i'm staying (laughs) i'm staying in bed and roll up and and stay warm is if you got your if your heating's on which presumably is if it's that cold have put your clothes on the radiator Mm -hmm. um for the night before so when your radiator kicks in in the morning by the time you get out of bed your clothes are nice and warm so you can literally just roll out of bed get changed job done you're nice well, and warm still somebody actually created one of those alarm clocks with wheels on it so as soon as it goes off it shoots off around your room and you've got to chase after it that is fantastic <laughs> and so what that does obviously that breaks the possibility of that the pattern of hitting your alarm it literally just shoots off your sideboard and zooms around the room really and you've got, like you have to get out of bed because it's going to do your head in that is fantastically and I think, <laughs> it's so clever she's bloody made millions yeah well there's also the I think there's like a a, a punching bag alarm mm-hmm. where you, it goes off and you've got to punch it like 20 times mm-hmm. before it turns off and in that sense it's going to get your adrenaline going you're going to yeah. automatically wake you up absolutely so it's kind of forcing that change by making by really providing something simple it's providing a distraction providing something that's, that's that it needs re- repetition and I think that's an, a, a, a key point as well is if you is, is making these these small changes a habit um, because if you can do that then the repetition I think makes you feel a lot more comfortable about it one other thing we were talking about obviously is you were saying about the Seth Godin quote and when I we've pulled like aspects of that into loads of our podcasts but a lot of change comes down to the fact like do you care enough like it mm-hmm. does come down to that emotion like like we were saying earlier, like a, a big change is going to have a huge, like you say, if you lose a leg, that's going to have a huge emotional impact on you. Yeah. Whereas doing your job and not enjoying it so much, I mean, it's daily by daily grind you down, which is why eventually after 10 years, people were just like, then they hit depression. It's like, well, you've been collecting little parts of your, all this negativity over a long period of time and it builds up into a massive, you have your depression and you, you I don't know, you have to go get help. And after that, you're like, okay, now I'm going to, do the things that I should have been doing in that time and mm-hmm. so a lot of it actually comes down to like actually sort of reframing your emotions towards what you want to do like I mean you might not have done it for your fitness thing but you might also think about it, it might have been a, like it, it had to be some sort of emotion to it that made because you were like oh maybe I'm, I'm not feeling as good about myself I feel I'm getting a bit That's of a belly exactly or I think I'm getting putting a bit away and that that emotional connection to why you want to do it is probably a lot more powerful mm-hmm. than me saying to you, "Oh, Wayne, it's it's really good to do exercise because it will." Well, yeah, exactly. It, you have to have some real deep emotional well, reason. Well, it was for it, it was that thing that, and I've I've always said this about uh, weight anyway. Is it was that thing where trousers were getting tight. Um, it was getting to the point where like I was going to need to start buying some new trousers soon if I wasn't careful mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously a sign that you're putting on weight I was like oh, okay uh-huh. and people were pointing out the fact that I'd put on weight yeah. um, which and the thing is about weight is is again it's those small increments you don't wake up one morning and suddenly you're obese <laughs> <laughs> unless you're the naive professor <laughs> unless you're the naive professor it's it's something that's built up over time because you've put on a little a couple of millimeters around your waist every mm-hmm. day those extra 100 calories a day exactly and it just builds up and builds up and builds up and then suddenly some somebody that you've not seen for a while goes you got a bit of a <laughs> on you and you go no, I haven't. Yeah. And then you start going, maybe I have. You start looking in the mirror going, oh, yeah. God, yeah, I have got a little bit of a belly. And then your trousers start getting tight. And so suddenly you go, shit, I've put on a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and so that's when you know you've been going over these small periods of changes and then you kind of go oh I've changed yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's that's reflective of, of change in general you don't need to just turn around and go right so uh, from now on I am going to lift weights every day and I'm going to lift 25 kilograms tomorrow it's not going to happen mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen um, I don't know how big 25 kilograms is you can tell I'm not a weightlifter <laughs> um, it's probably not all that much you're probably going weak yeah, it but if you could only lift 10 kilograms before, mm-hmm. you're not going to overnight be able to lift 25 kilograms. You've got to build up towards it. And it's that same sort of thing. Um, and so it, it is. It's that point. It's the fact that everybody then... It's the fact that the, in, emotionally, I started going, well, I've put on weight. That's not good. That's not All very girls attractive. like me. Will I feel comfortable exactly. taking my clothes off? Or Exactly. As a single guy, I'm going... Well, yeah. I'm, I've kind of been single for three years. I'm kind of on the market, on the prowl. <laughs> yeah, but then <laughs> and no ha- wonder, no wonder, no girls are showing interest in me because I've got this massive belly on me, that sort of thing. And and so I went right. I've got to sort myself out now. Yeah, but then how does somebody that obviously somebody you say oh somebody said something, made a comment, and that happened. But then you've got these people who are in work, and a lot of the time I want you- to point out, by the way. He's I not. Just, he's he's not actually a good-looking lad. I am not, and he's fat. not. <laughs> just in case anybody is o- wondering, audio it. puts on fifty pounds. I am. <laughs> I am only a thirty-inch waist. Yep. I just want to put that put he, that out he, there. He's, now. he's a skinny lad. But I used to be twenty-eight. Yeah. So. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway, on. just to make you feel comfortable, Wayne. But like, obviously, that was somebody that came into your life and sort of said something or sound of kind of spurred the action but you've got these people in offices and no one's going to go over to them and be like look you should probably kind of you you hate this job it's obvious like <laughs> you should probably do something about it like how does that how does somebody or can you even do it to yourself like could you have got to the point where okay i've got too far now or does it always take sort of that external person to kind of come in there and prompt you on that change obviously <laughs> a lot of people get mentors or you kind of get somebody to hold you accountable but like a lot of people aren't really gonna kind of push you Really, because they don't want to hurt your feelings. They don't want to yeah. make you... I mean, obviously, not just strictly about weight as well. Like, if you're in a job you hate, you can just do it for mm-hmm. ages. People probably have a partner who they know who's probably doing something they totally don't enjoy. But it's like, you don't want to step in because that's their lizard brain, comfortable doing what they're doing. And you yeah. can't just say, look, I know you're not happy and you're not in your job because, because that's going to offend somebody. Yeah, most likely, the biggest likelihood is, is if they, if they are, you know, kind of coasting along and they haven't hit the point where they're going... Oh, five years of my life has just gone by, um, and and nothing's changed. The likelihood is, is, if you go, you need to change something. Mm-hmm. If they haven't hit that point yet, they're going to go, "What the hell? Take a lot I don't offense. need to change anything. My life yeah. is perfect." Because you're disrupting their view of of their. The lizard world brain's and, quickly sending out those exactly. signals. Don't listen to that person. He's trying to. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that kind of brings me on to. Uh, kind of actually something i wanted to say is where are the benefits of change because we obviously we've talked about like why people are adverse to it like why why should people embrace change why do you think that is important i think just because like like, like the quote said at the beginning like you kind of like as i said growth is optional but really life is change like it, or the quote i said i'm sorry i'm going to start that quote again life is change growth is optional and it, that's the thing life is change and like that's why you say people can coast 20 30 years and that is life gone like you haven't done much different in that life and so you kind of have to i mean as a human being do you i think you're here kind of to get as much experiences as possible out of your life and mm-hmm 
just kind of test your own boundaries in a way. And so if you're constantly coasting, you get to the end of your life and you're going to be like, oh, I kind of should have or could have done these. Everyone's probably got the should have, could have. But you kind of have to keep just putting yourself out into these changes because that's what makes you grow. That's what makes you learn. That's why you read books. That's why they send you off in other directions. And mm-hmm. otherwise, you, you do kind of start to get a bit of a robotic existence where you're kind of literally doing everything mm-hmm. on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And it's like you might... I don't know. Some they, some people might say, "Well, you're happy that way. You're naive about most things. You just kind yeah. of get get by, pay your bills, and that's and maybe that's what people enjoy." But mm-hmm. and I, if you think about it as well, I think it's it's obviously so much easier once you leave education because I mean, would, but whilst you're going through the whole education process, everything changes so regular. You're in nursery, then you're in uh, infant school, and every year you go through school, you get a different teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so you different experiences mm-hmm. and different ways of learning things and then you go into junior school and then it kind of happens again then you go into senior school then you start doing exams you hit puberty and then all your hormones start going and then you start chasing girls and then it's A-levels and then you're suddenly thinking about where you're going to uni and then suddenly you're thinking about oh what am I going to do at uni what do I want the rest of my life to look like which uni am I going to and then you go to uni and then everything changes again because you're you've moved out of your parents house most likely and living in halls meeting people that you've never would have spoken to before in your life if you met them in the street um, and then you know everything changes year on year because you're meeting new people every day and everything changes and then you get to the end of university and you go right big wide world hang up your brain (laughs) yeah and it's like big wide world now you've got responsibilities Mm -hmm. and I think that's where it then really gets very difficult to I think I think that's where it gets very easy to get complacent and go. Well, I've got my responsibilities. I've got my rent to pay. I've got um, my bills to pay. I've got my phone bill to pay. I've got my internet to pay. I've got this, that, and the other. So I've got to earn this amount every every uh, month. So therefore, I've got to do my job and I've got to go to work nine to five, start the day, end the day, earn my money, go to bed, repeat. Mm-hmm. And I think it's yeah, so easy just to get kind of stuck into that um, that changeless existence. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I think the fact that through your childhood things were changing on an annual basis is what kept things fresh and kept things exciting as a child. And mm-hmm. I think if you're not willing to change things, you kind of you, you're making your life really grey and really dull and really unfulfilling and and. It's kind of tragic, actually. But, but like you said about um, the people at your work who just don't want to change, like that, like they've got so consistent with what they're doing for so long. Like you say, it's tragic because, but that's just to them. Like they've been programmed for so long that they don't have to make major changes that it just becomes the norm. And like, we, I mean, obviously, we was talking earlier as well about this whole um, rate of responsibility. Like you were talking about responsibility there. Do you do you actually think that? nowadays people their responsibilities quicker or do you think it's the same because i was thinking back like to my mum and like when she um like when she uh, finished education then she had kids early on mm-hmm. and then she um, had her own house at like the age of 20 and nowadays do you think our rate of responsibility is slower because i'm thinking we're like i'm 25 you're 24 and now we kind of they're saying oh we're moving up to 30 so are we having more time to actually or are the response my i don't want to hear your point first before i make what i believe I think to a degree yes and to a degree no I think there's a certain illusion about society at the moment that uh, our rate of responsibility is less mm-hmm. because really if you think about it, it would like I imagine our parents are probably around the same age mm-hmm. um, and 
my mum was 17 when she had my older sister. Oh. Got married at 17. My dad was 21. I am now at the age of my dad when I was born. And I'm 24 years of age. So, if, it, if I was my dad, I'd have two kids by now. Um, but, instead, I have £21,000 worth of debt from going to education. Going into formal education. <coughs> excuse me. Beyond school to fulfil my career and by trying to fulfil my career I've had to come down to London and I'm paying higher rent rates uh, because of that Um, I have certain things that I have to pay for my career to get that off the ground so I think yes to a degree we do have a lower rate of responsibility in that um, we now don't have family responsibilities at our age or most people don't anyway, obviously there are some, but I think it's now a minority of people are now at at the age of 24 married with kids. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you hit the age of 25, like 20 years ago, and weren't married with with kids, then probably something was a little bit up, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas now it's kind of the norm to be focused on your career first and then um, focus on family and settling down. But is that because... Uh, it's now you've got to have a stable career first and then when you've got that then you're allowed to have kids and a family and that sort of thing. I think the catch-22 is obviously people think that and then they get into their careers and they get so busy in their careers that they actually don't know how on earth they're going to fit the time to have the kids Mm -hmm. in there or still live that life they've got so used to having Mm -hmm. without and then thinking I'm going to have a kid I'm going to have to take less money and so it's kind of like it's a really strange like it's a definite twist like obviously say our parents and then us now it's like like you say like the responsibility is different but we still have like massive responsibilities that kind of hold us back from being able to make these changes and what do you think about rate of responsibility no I really I like what you said obviously about it seems that the like our, our parents' generation seemed to they took on responsibilities like family and um, I mean the, it was like the dad goes to work and it's kind of like I guess they kind of go more back to sort of like it's kind of like you think about it's more natural in a way like you do you're here to I think you are I think you're here to kind of reproduce have a family that's kind of what probably most people our ages goals are eventually Mm -hmm. but it's like it's changed now that like we've been changed to think well actually get your career going um I'm going to say, like, obviously, the mum and the dad now, both are workers, both want to have careers. I don't know whether that's just because of how we're brought up, but that's just how, obviously, before it was, like, the mum's at home and the dad goes to work. And so I just do think it's it's totally different. But I think the the same thing is, like, the, the mum who's at home looking after the kids and the dad who has to go to work, they haven't got much options to change. The same with us, we're trying to say you're trying to build your career or kind of create a business or something like that, and you've still got to pay your rent, you've still got to kind of have got to pay back all your loans and stuff. Again, that changes your your options of how easily you can change. You still need to pay the bills, you still need to pay your rent, you still so it's probably the same as the same problems, it's just different problems. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a tough one, but I think that those problems are the thing that mainly hold people back from whether or not they I don't know make a big change because it kind of goes back to that core of all right, do I want to have the kids and the the family or do I want to kind of go down this route of get work and try to build up that that base to have the family and it's kind of like, I don't know, it's a yeah, tough it's, one. it's a catch-22 really, it is. isn't it? Okay, so I want to start wrapping this up but I just want to make sure, is there anything that you particularly wanted to 
mention on this topic before we start wrapping it up that we haven't touched on yet? Um, one thing we spoke about before the... Um, actually, kind of probably touched on it. You know, we were saying about how like you've got to make the essentials... Um, make the essentials effortless mm-hmm. and that was sort of like like we just spoke about there the essentials are paying your bills or paying your rent mm-hmm. and maybe we can talk about how like you kind of have to make your those essential things that you have to do in life easier so that you have this space because I think a lot of a lot of the reason why people don't make a lot of the changes is is down to the fact that they just haven't got the time or they haven't it's just not there they've got too much other priorities too many other things going on and so they haven't got the the ability to make those changes mm-hmm. so so it's wonder. kind of about tweaking lifestyle as well just to kind of enable the change definitely really. and plus like if, if you're taking on like you you have to especially as young people now you have to think of the rate of responsibility you're taking on because those things are going to restrict the time you can make change like people was like oh, i want to travel i want to i know i want to start a business or i want to kind of go off and do these things but they've taken on so much responsibility so quickly and that now you kind of have to deconstruct that. So if you're somebody who's already got a mortgage and a car and you've got a kid on the way, you now have to find a way to kind of cover those bases that you're covering all them in being there as being there as a dad or whatever um, and making money. But you've got to do those things on a, in a much smaller scale. So you're going to have to think, oh, how can I kind of, instead of working five days a week, can I make that money in two days a week to give me more freedom to open up that space? Or mm-hmm. So I think people people who are kind of, already took on taken on a lot of responsibilities they seriously need to find ways of finding more efficient ways of covering those responsibilities in a way which is probably a lot more easier said than done because obviously i i don't feel myself that i've got too many responsibilities just yet because i want to i wanted to do that right now so i have a lot of space to do all these sort of the thinking mm-hmm. but um what do you think uh yeah i'm i'm i don't think I could put it really any better it is that case of um, minimising the things that take up your time that you don't really want taking up too much of your time and those are really where you should focus on change first of all Um, so even if it is a case of you know wanting to work out every day make that easy um, and, and make it easy to find the time to do that um, and then your health health will get better, and it's it's about it is about making those small adjustments initially that will ultimately have a bigger effect later on. Um, that I, that I think is is really important, and I think it's those small adjustments that people are most adverse to, and it's I think it's those that, small adjustments that are the easiest ones to dismiss mm-hmm. and kind of go, ah, oh, well, it's not important because it's only small, but it's those small increments that really do make the hugest amount amount of difference because okay yeah if you go well i'm gonna <clears throat> run 6k every morning mm-hmm. um you might only do that for a week or two because you go well th- th- it's too much effort to run 6k every morning whereas if you go you know i'm going to increase the amount i run by uh 1k every morning suddenly it then becomes a, a game and it becomes about well, how how much can I make the change? How far can I go before it's physically impossible for me to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's that mind frame I think that can that can make a huge difference. I definitely like the sort of analogy of just do the one percent. Just do that one percent thing that's a little bit different because those one percent each day is going to add up. And one thing I I just I think's really 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 simple step that people can start doing is just 
Well, first of all, you can write down what your actual, what is your daily routine? What's the most common? And then where in those, in that routine, can you kind of just do something slightly different? Like Mm -hmm. the way you walk home, just go a different street, just, or walk home, don't get the bus. Just, if you get in the habit of kind of breaking those patterns and kind of getting, like going a different way, then you're going to get comfortable making small adjustments. And like we were saying, you kind of have to, you have to get really un- get comfortable in with being uncomfortable with those new situations, and I, I just think that's the easiest steps is just to do something that's slightly different out of your out of your zone. And most people, that's the thing that they literally you're running all part. Like when people drive, it's the same thing. You are literally you don't think about changing the gears, you don't think about pushing the pedals, you don't. It's just it's just a natural habit. But people don't realise that a lot of I think there was that statistic I think we said in ages of really old podcast about how much of your life is actually just automated. It's just a pattern. You do the same things. The way you pick up the toilet seat. They say if if somebody moved the handle on your door on your front door, you would notice it. Like you'd reach for the wrong bit because mm-hmm. in your head you it's such a pattern for where it is that you'd be like what and you'd, you'd hit the door with your hand but and you'd be like what the hell. Well, it's like uh, somebody I know is he's he's like me. He's complete complete. Uh, technology adopter mm-hmm. right and he posted a status on facebook the other day saying you know <laughs> you know when you've been using technology too long when you're looking at a catalog and you pinch to zoom in on the picture <laughs> <laughs> and he, he that that uh mm-hmm. use of technology has become so habitual to him mm-hmm. that actually it's now unusual for him to be looking at something on paper and it's exactly that same sort of thing but how could you ever come up with something new or kind of have a new idea or a new way of doing things if you're literally running autopilot on what's already there yeah and so that's that's people just have to just how can i make little tweaks or do something different or i don't know just got to find interesting ways to just do stuff that's outside mm-hmm. the box really yeah okay i think that's a good place to start wrapping up um mm-hmm. so Jem, if you could uh take it away with a closing quote okay so the end quote is by lao tzu like and lao he tzu. says if you do not change direction you may end up where you are heading which i think is quite a it's quite a horrible quote actually it's quite mm-hmm. painful as well because i think a lot of people when you think about that if you, if you don't change directions you're going to end up where you're heading a lot of people are thinking I mean, there must be loads of people thinking, oh, if I stay where I am now, that doesn't sound pretty fun. And so I think it, it's a really harsh quote and it will kind of make you think, actually, I will end up where I'm heading. Yeah. And I think as a human being, most people are like, oh, I don't want to head there. <laughs> like you're naturally always wanting to adapt. So what's your thoughts? Yeah. No, I think it, I think it's a good one. I, again, it's the, it, it kind of highlights the fact that everybody, everybody coasts along everybody we're all guilty of it i'm mm-hmm. guilty of it mm-hmm. uh particularly at the moment i've got a good day job set up which helps me pursue my acting career but um also it's it's very easy for me to get comfortable in that day job because it, it fulfills my base needs your lizard um, needs <laughs> my lizard needs of survival exactly and so it's very easy for me not to disrupt that by pursuing my acting career but I have to always give myself the kick up the arse to go remember why you're here remember why you're doing that day job mm-hmm. you're not here to do that day job to do that day job you're here to do that day job to pay for your passion um, and so I always have to constantly kind of change direction and constantly try new things and, uh, and to try and to try and uh, change my final destination i guess and that's what people need to do they need to just think like your ideal life is being the actor people need to think like when they're at that day job or at their job like what is their actual ideal life what would that look like and if if you aren't making the changes to head in that direction then you are the person that should probably start sort of planning out 
making these little adjustments because otherwise you aren't you're heading miles away from where you actually want to go and again that's another subject where people need to really know what what is what is perfect what it would be ideal for them exactly cool so um thank you as always for listening to our nonsense talk our powerful nonsense talk <laughs> powerful or it's nonsense yeah. you decide yeah. <laughs> um, and if there's anything that you want us to discuss as always please send us an email to let us know if you have any questions that you want tackling or anything like that um, so you can email me at wayne at powerfulnonsense.com and you can email me at gem at powerfulnonsense.com and that's spelled C-E-M and if you want to speak to us on Twitter instead you can tweet me at Wayne underscore Ingram and you can tweet Jem at at C-K-Y-I-L-D-I-Z and um, also I always say this but I'm going to say it every we, we haven't had any reviews in a while so no we haven't it's, I'm getting upset yeah I need my ego oh, yeah. stroked <laughs> stroke my ego please um, but no in all honesty um, if you do write a review on iTunes it really really is helpful for the show and it helps kind of boost what we're doing uh, boost the quality of the shows that we can put out and, and all that sort of thing maybe even get a few guests on in the future or anything like that that can you know maybe provide a new level of insight that that we can't conv- provide in our complacency mm-hmm. I don't think we're complacent we lizards yeah Anyway, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, any reviews that you post on iTunes really do help boost the profile of the show, and that that in turn just boosts the the quality in general. So, um, if you do like what you're listening to, please, 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 post a review on iTunes. We would love you a long time. For every review, Wayne will lose an extra ten pounds. Sorry, what? For every review, Wayne will lose an extra ten pounds. You're making it sound like I'm huge. <laughs> Maybe we need to post a picture up for you. No, you're not. He's not. Old. And there's nothing wrong with being fat anyway. <laughs> and on that bombshell, I think we'll leave it there. Thanks very much for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Take care.